Hey everybody, this is Michael Gabriel and you're watching CMS TV. presents and I of course am Chris Aiken and today I'm doing something quite different so many of you know me for my rock and metal side of me but I think a lot of you that know me personally know that if it's musical and it's good I like it and that's that's usually the easiest way to judge it and this guy's music is simply good so why not have him on to talk all about it his name's Liam Horn he has a brand new single out there called all on me and here to talk about it right now is Liam Horn Liam how are you man What's up, Chris? I'm doing great, great. How are you doing? Good, man. Really good, man. It's um, it's Maybe. good to talk to you, man. And uh, as you were saying, you you just had a show last night, man. How'd that go? I did. I had a show over here in Calabasas at uh, Sagebrush Cantina. It went incredible. A lot of people turned out. It was so fun. I um, I actually used the loop pedal for the first time. And okay. uh, for the people listening, a loop pedal is when you know you loop your vocals. Sure. And uh, we did that live, and it was crazy, and it was first time, and it worked out amazing. So all in all, a great show. Absolutely, man. Well, dude, for people that don't know who you are, let's start there. Let's uh, why don't you give people just kind of a a brief rundown of who Liam Horn is and how we've gotten to the point that we're at today with you releasing music. Well, I am a singer songwriter from Scotland, Aberdeen, the Northeast Coast, and. Uh, I, I moved out to LA very, very young to pursue music. And um, I was moved out here by a production company who are responsible for songs like Corn, Coming Undone, Twisted Transistor, mm -hmm. then also Skater Boy for Ava Levine, Complicated, all the way to Ricky Martin and Shakira. You know, they were all over the, bro the board. So they brought me out here for the first time when I was 12. Wow. We in the studio, we started working and working and working. By 16, I had worked with enough producers to get around and just happened to work with one producer and did this song. And he took that song and played it for Justin Bieber. Okay. Justin Bieber took that song and he cut it and put it on his album that threw me into the songwriting world. And I was not really writing the music that I wanted to do personally, but I was writing to do for other people. Sure. And I um, was very lucky to have a big established artist get on a song and get my foot in the door. And um, I recently got back in with my uh, management to kick gears up and um, only in the past three years I've been really working on my own artistry music. 
Okay. They, and um, I signed with Capitol Records through um, my management. We have sure. a deal, and um, everything's just now kicking off. Absolutely. Well, dude, I've got to go back for a little bit. When I was 12 years old, I was trying to put spokes, colors on the spokes of my bike. I certainly wasn't trying to have a career, man. What, what was it that they heard or saw with you at 12 years old where a management company was you know, willing to spend a lot of money to move you and to work with you and to try and harness what they saw? Well, my mom is an incredible singer. My mom okay. is an amazing singer, so I grew up singing with her in the kitchens and just around like the home back in Scotland and the producer who flew me out, he came back to Scotland. He's my great uncle through my mom. Okay. Uh, came back to Scotland and was visiting for the first time in years. And he saw me with my mom singing. And I was just this little kid. And he's like, what is this? Right. And um, I really, I really was lucky where he kind of took the reins. was like, okay, I'm going to bring you out here. I was so young. I didn't really have a say. Right. And I wasn't going to say no to coming to sunny America. I was going sure. To so I hopped on a plane. It wasn't nothing too serious. You know, I was very young. So I was doing homeschooling, going in, in that studios. And um, it wasn't until like I turned maybe 15, 14 and got that cup with Bieber that I wasn't really going serious with the music. They were just kind of like testing the waters because I had a voice. I was sure. very young. But, you know, I wasn't from here. I couldn't stay here. I couldn't. It was a whole V. It was a whole thing. To right. Do me so we just had to make sure i wasn't going to quit or i wanted to actually do this before we did but i was found in my mom's kitchen by my grandma graham and then he flew me out right on man so now you you mentioned obviously you you wrote for justin bieber and and bieber had success with with your music at at what point and i don't know how to phrase this so i'm just going to kind of say it at what point do you decide that's not enough for you and you want to be your own artist versus right because you could have a you could have a very lucrative career writing songs for other people and you know there's a lot of money that can be made in that but you decided that you wanted to kind of do it for yourself what what changed or, or what was it did you see the success and you wanted it for yourself or were you just not happy hearing your song attributed to somebody else or or what was it um well, I'm the first person to tell you I have an ego. You know, I think we all <laughs> but I right. have one. And I, I, I kind of have it in check, but it was just something about, not even with Justin, like there's a couple artists who I've written for, and every time you write for another artist, for me personally, every time I write for another artist, mm -hmm. it's, um, it's just something more about wanting to do that yourself. You know, it's like there always is that, well, why, if I drop it, why would it be the same? Would it have the same impact? Would it do the same things, you know? But um, that's not what music's about. Music's about being great and, and collaborating and just like having fun and loving it, you know? So it depends on if you're doing it for love, mm -hmm. then you're gonna wanna be doing what they're doing. You're gonna wanna be on that stage. You're gonna wanna be doing the shows, you know? But if you're doing it for a quick check, then I'm it's probably nice, you know? And I, I did get some nice check, but again, it's not about that for me, it's more I just love creating music. So when I come across someone who has that same love and we can get in and just share that, it's, it's a beautiful thing, you know, over any money, over anything. And sure. my ego just makes me want to do what they're doing on the stage. Right on, man. And, and you know, the, the weird thing I, I just have to imagine is you hear your song and you say, oh, yeah, I, I wrote that or I worked on that. Mm -hmm. Nobody believes you. That's the worst yeah. part about it is everybody's like, oh, sure you did. You know? <laughs> Yep, yep. And um, it's more like uh, being young, too. You know, everyone expects, like, 
all those songs, like with Justin, you expect like a whole crew and like songwriting camp and a team and everyone handing in like 500 songs at once. And sure. you know, he just, but it was really organic. And um, it was, I was very lucky in his lucky days to get him when I, when he recorded my song, it wasn't, it was on the Believe album. It was before he kicked off. So um, I really didn't get to see that side of it. And I haven't really um, went too hard in my songwriting. So I didn't get to experience that. It was more, I did him. I was like, okay, cool. I have that cut. I did a couple others to get some, because I have to live here. It costs money to live here. Sure. It's some uh, cussing him about. So I did the songwriting thing, and I signed to um, ASCAP, and I did the whole songwriting run. But, um, yeah, no, that was definitely a thing. I'm like, well. <laughs> right. Know? But I think I've pretty much gone over that now. Right on. <laughs> Finally. Absolutely. Now, now, man, in the in the pop world, and and to be honest, in the rap world too, everybody works with everybody. It's 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 you know, in the rock world, in the in the world I know better, it's 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 one thing to have somebody maybe do a guest vocal on a single song or something. On you know, out of twelve songs, you might get Lizzie Hale from Hailstorm showing up on a Corn record or something. Yeah, you know, you, yeah. But in in the pop world and in the and in the rap world especially, it is not crazy. It's it's not even weird to see fifteen songs by Dr. Dre featuring ba 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 different guy on each yeah. thing. Kendrick, J. Cole, they were all they were all kings of features. But um, yeah, it's, it's a different world, you know. It's not a lot of people understand that too with our industry. Like there is such a big leap from all these genres and. Mm-hmm. I mean, different cultures in all these genres too you know sure so it's that that's 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 a very amazing thing you know yeah it is but but is it difficult for a guy like you to work with other people and establish yourself like even even the new single you know you work with robin thick who obviously has had very big success you know but are people going to associate that song with you and not with robin thick yeah you see that's 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 the um that's the big. That's the big thing. Uh, I have a couple songs with Robin. Robin's been like a big brother to me through my career. Um, he uh, really mentored me. But um, you know, it's it's always it's always a thought in your mind when you work with a bigger artist. It's like, are they going to take that shine, or is it going to come about them? Is this going to be? Right. Is this going to be Liam Horn featuring Robin, or is this going to turn into Robin Thicke featuring who's this Liam Horn? You know, right? It's always it's always something like that. But um, for me, I just kind of like. You know, if you can write something great once and you can be great once, be great again. Right. You know, do it again. Um, exactly. And learn learn from that experience, too. For me, like, if I did a song Robin and that became about him and I was just receiving the experience off of that, I would take that experience to say thank you for all this and then go sure. over here and do it for myself with the experience I learned here, over here. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and and the unique thing is you can't really say no when you when you haven't established yourself yet either, you know. Of course not. No. <laughs> Very good, man. Well, I'll tell you what, Liam, why don't we take a little break here, give people a taste of um some of the music that you've created. I figured we'd play the bartender video to kind of tease people a little bit. Tell us a little bit about the video and about the song. So Bartender was written by me and my producer, Rich Skills, we work with each other a lot. We've been together for 10 years working together. Um, he uh, he uh, is an incredible songwriter and producer, but basically I went through a really shitty breakup. Okay. <laughs> like everyone else, I was with my girl for uh, about four years at the time. 
since bartender was done maybe two years ago. Okay. I um I went through this breakup and I, I went to the studio and wrote your standard soppy breakup song. You right. know, we should never be broken up. <laughs> and um, halfway through, I was like, wait a minute, this is good. <laughs> good song. And then I'm pretty sure I got over her halfway through writing the song, and then it became about the song. I was like, right. let's finish this. And um, I, I took it to Rich, and he was like, this is this is something great. You know, let's, let's really work on this and produce out of it. And um, it just, you know, I, I got a great song out over a best thing I got from that breakup. <laughs> well, and that, and that's kind of the way it always goes. I, I think breakups yeah. are the best themes to music across I the board. I didn't want to be, you know, standard say, "Oh, it was a breakup song," but that's truly how it came around. I I, I got dumped by my girl, and I went home and wrote that song. <laughs> well, let's check it out right now. This is Bartender. It is Liam Horn right here on Chris Aiken presents. here on Chris Aiken Presents with Liam Horn, who is debuting brand new song called All On Me, which we will play a little piece of at the end of the uh, interview here. Right now, we just heard Bartender. And uh, Liam, Bartender, as well as Loose, two singles that you've put out fairly recently, right before the the new song, uh, they had really pretty solid success. You know, I mean, they obviously impacted and they're reaching the people that you want to reach. Did they accomplish what you intended for them, or do you not even go in with a goal set to, to you know, for each song? Um, that's a great question. Great question. I believe that I do go in with a goal. I think we all have a goal, whether you know it's it's to reach someone, to have make someone's day a little better, to make some money off of it, to uh, huh. get in front of this producer. We all have a goal. Um, for me. I just, I'm, I'm like you say, I'm not established as I want to be. So I'm just mm-hmm. very lucky and happy to be making music right now. And sure. the fact that I can put a song out and get thousands of people who watch it, it's, it's a feeling like you you can't imagine. You just feel so lucky and so blessed that people care, you know? Mm-hmm. Or like I could put Bartender out and or any song out and it could get 50 views. If, if right. people felt great about it and... and made them feel a little better about their day, then I'm, I'm happy and it's done its job, you know? Sure. That's what I look for. 
do you do you um you know as a new artist do you look at the the stream numbers and stuff do you go do you bounce from spotify to youtube to everything and say yeah, okay well i got a hundred thousand here and fifty thousand yeah. here you have to because you know we we we're at the end of the day we're we're working we're we're providing a service you know for for people we want we want to give them what they like we want to provide good music you know so I do all my research to see what songs will get a different response here, what what my people are feeling more, and if they feel this one more, then I can implement that more into my next one. You know, right? You gotta, you always have to go off your audience's feelings and, and vibe. You know, anyone who just says, "Oh, it doesn't matter about them. This is my music. I'll do this," is is probably gonna have a lot harder time breaking through to their audience than someone who's open to their audience's ideas and give them what they like. You know, sure. But you also have to, you can't compromise. You have to like what you're doing too. Right. Do you read the comments? I do. Oh, really? <laughs> You're a bold one. <laughs> I do all my comments, too. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. You're way bolder than a lot of people, that's for sure. <laughs> I, I, I haven't gotten, you know, I haven't gotten any, any weird comments yet. They're, they're still to come, so I'm just preparing. Yeah. I'm not saying they're not coming. I, I'm, very, I'm very aware there's a plethora coming my way. Of right. Weird <laughs> comments and all this stuff, but I'm... I'm very lucky right now. It's been kind of breathtaking and kind of like refreshing, you know. Cause I did go on a hiatus for a long time and not release any music, you know, sure. stuff for me from when I was a kid. And then there's like this gap, and I'm back with a beard, and it's like, oh, what happened? <laughs> nice. um, so you know, I do understand that I have to keep going and keep giving them more and more and more and more and more to get out there, you know sure well the comments are a weird thing man i mean i just the biggest artist in the world right now taylor swift if you look at any of her videos that's it's almost all negative it's, well, that's it's thing. So i've been very lucky so it was very like nerve-wracking for me to come back and drop new music i was right like, how are you going to respond to it but um like i said i'm very lucky that so far it's been welcoming and it's it's mostly a lot of my i quite a lot of followers on youtube and subscribers and sure. it's mostly right now them waking up to like being asleep in my ghost following section and being like, Oh, he's back and commenting right now. Sure. Once it starts getting to new faces and new people. I'm sure I'll get the, Oh, he sounds like a girl. Oh, look at those face tasks. Oh, it looks <laughs> like he does. It's like, uh, you know, that's, that's what comes with it. Sure. Do you, um, how do you, how do you spread it out? Do you encourage, you know, your current followers to share it and spread yeah. it out or, or yeah. do you um, just hope? I also, I, ha I have a great, great marketing team. I have a marketing okay. company behind me and, um, you know, it's all about, you have to market. A lot of these artists don't understand that it's not enough now just to put a song out and hope that it catches wind. You know, sure. you've got to put the promotion behind your song. And that's that's even just posting every day about it. Like that's getting on Instagram a week after your song's dropped and posting it again saying, hey, go check this out, go check this out. Two right. weeks even after, you know, um, when I drop a song, I DM everyone. Even if they don't know, I'm, I'm, uh, I go through like 200 people, famous and non-famous. I'm just like, oh, check this out, check this out, check this out, check right. this out. You never know if one picks it up. But also, it's, it's important to have a good marketing team. Like, I, uh, I have a budget for my songs promotion-wise. So after okay. I make a whole song, we put it out. And um, we we have what's called a, a target, which is, you know, you, um, you, you say, okay, I'm going to run ads on this post. Mm -hmm. so this post will have ads, but I want to target that towards a specific audience. Sure. So here's an audience over here who like Harry Styles, Justin, Zayn Malik, um, Ed Sheeran, you know, mm -hmm. sounds like all these singers, we can. 
I'm going to target those audience in an ad campaign so they come to my video and it's what they're interested in. And that's how you get the traffic going. Sure. Okay. So wow. All just promotion and keeping your promotion going. It, it, it's it's literally science. The the yeah. music's the easy part. <laughs> it's the, you trust me. That's the part I like. This is the part I don't like. The right. Motion. The whole. You know. Like uh, it's really a job. Even I'm the worst for a new artist. I don't get on Instagram. I'm not posting selfies. I don't do none of that. And my sure. management team are constantly get on Instagram, post your stuff, post, 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 post. And I'm just like I'm just trying to make a song. <laughs> like I'm just right. trying to make music. You know. But I understand you have to do that. You know. You it's something. You have to get not even just because it's it's what's the tool used nowadays, but let's be honest, there really is no closer way to engage with your fans than writing back comments and DMs and actually being one on one. You know, right? Well, and 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 to be honest, it's easier to reach more fans. I mean, you, I mean, how long would it take you to reach your fans one on one? It'd take you forever. So, you know. You know. Yeah, you use whatever, use Instagram or whatever to you know to push it out there. You know, very good, man. Well, dude, uh, you mentioned Rick Skills um, earlier, man. He, you, you, and he have a uh, have a strong relationship, working relationship. That being said, I never understand it, and this is this is failed musician talking. So you could just say it's because you're a failed musician. No. But but I never understand how people can write something. And then hand it off to somebody and say, here, change it and make it better. Because, you know, I, I know the, the few songs that I have written, nobody can make them better in my ears. And exactly. and that is so hard to, to relinquish that and let people and then accept it as your own. So what is it about Rich that that works for you? Well, I met him and was a fan of him before we worked together. Okay. I met him and was like, wow, your music's great. I, I genuinely loved his personal music, you know? Sure. And um, I think if you're going to work with someone, you have to believe in them and you have to like their stuff too, you know? Um, and for me, it was more like meeting him and just trusting him to have the same kind of vision and, and help me get it out. And I didn't really bring him anything. We've created everything from the start together and built okay. it. So every song we've gotten in, we've done, we started it together in the studio. He's started the beat and I've started writing, we've done the whole process together. I completely understand sending it away to somebody else, you know, um, and feeling, oh no, what are you going to do to my song? That happens to me for mastering. Right. So okay. Mastered. And they like turn up my vocal, my harmonies over here, but then turn down this vocal over here. And I hear it. I'm like, well, I would have turned them up and put this on that. Right. That happens. But you just have to trust other people. You know, you just have to, that's, that's my job. I believe is I'm, I know I'm a songwriter saying I can do that. Mm -hmm. I know how to go in Pro Tools and master and do all this. And I can work Pro Tools as an engineer and producer, but as a masterer, I can't do that. Sure. So if somebody does that and that's what their job is and they get paid to do that, then I'm going to take a seat back and let them do their, their job. And um, I also have to remember, I essentially, I believe in something that doesn't exist. You know, my career as a singer, it's not, it's not a, a thing right now. You can walk up to, hundred people in the street. Do you know Liam Horn? Do you know Liam Horn? Right. I'll say no. So that's something that doesn't exist. And the problem with believing in something that doesn't exist is you, you first have to paint the picture here, right? Mm -hmm. you have picture up in here. And then you have to paint that picture for everyone else around you. And hopefully they get it. Right. And they don't want to add to it and distort it and change it, you know, but almost help you put a frame on it and hang it up. That's the way I see it. Sure. 
Dude, and that's, I hate to, I'm just going to tell you straight up, that's why you're going to be successful versus so many other people. Because so many other people, and I, and I mean, I have literally interviewed 5,000 bands in my life. And they all just, it's almost an expectation of being a rock star. You know, that's thats what everybody has. It's like, well, you know, once this, yeah. I can't tell you how many interviews I have done with, with, with smaller bands or not yet established bands or bands that never do make it, where they tell me, once I become a rock star, then blah, blah, blah. And it's like, whoa, pull back a little bit. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that. I mean, here's the thing. We all have to remember, all of us, when it comes to being a musician and even a, a, a big musician, not even a big, like someone who has even a cult following that cares. Sure. That, it's a it's a hundred grains of rice in a hat and you pick out one. And mm -hmm. that's famous, you know? So it's never a guarantee for anyone. And um I think if that's what your whole end goal is for this, is for fame, then nine times out of ten you're going to be very upset. <laughs> right? No, you're <laughs> um, I, I don't. I don't expect. I like I said, I'm, 12, I'm 28 next year. I uh, or this coming year I'm turning 28, and I came here at 12. That's that's a long time doing this. And sure. if you asked me when I was 14 when I think I'd be successful and famous, I would have said 15. Right. <laughs> here I am 10 years later. So you you never know when it's going to happen, and. What's crazy about that is now, 10 years later, I am so much closer and further ahead than I ever mm -hmm. could have been at that age, you know? Sure. So just because it's not happening doesn't mean it's not going to happen, but you cannot expect it and you cannot think that you're, you're owed by right anyone. Right on. No, you're absolutely right, man. Well, dude, uh, let's talk about the uh, new single to wrap this one up. Uh, All On Me uh, is the, the latest song that you are working. Tell us about this song. So All On Me is... Uh, it's a little more contemporary than bartender. It's a little more hard, edgy, and um, grimy, I like to say. And it's really more influenced by my love from rock uh, and rock and roll. And um, I wanted to implement a lot more into that. Like uh, my manager, Rich Skills, and I have two managers, Rich Skills and Rob Cavallo. He was uh, Green Day's manager. He okay. wrote Green Day, and he um, was the head of Warner Brothers record labels. He great, great, great man. He um really came in and helped me with that one too, and uh, brought in his his knowledge of you know rock, and we just wanted to have like a hard hit. And I wanted to use my vocals. I don't know if you can tell, but I got some rasp in there. Yeah, and I oh, really yeah. wanted for that for that bridge and all that. I really wanted to get out and have like a darker side of me because I am I am tatted up and a young Scottish man, and I'm a little heathen, but I do sing love songs. I'm sure. Like, <laughs> I just want to sound a little cooler, so that was my attempt to go darker and uh, just just get into that world a little bit, you know. And that's how all of me came around. This is uh, one of my favorite songs I've written and released today. Very cool, man. Well, we'll play a little piece of it here in just a second. But before we do, Liam, um, uh, obviously, as we mentioned before, the place people can find you is out there on the socials. So uh, yes. go ahead, plug, plug, plug. Tell people where they should go. You can find me on Instagram, Spotify, Facebook. You can find me everywhere on social media just by typing in Liam Horn. That's L-I-A-M-H-O-R-N-E. And I'm all over. My music's out there, YouTube, Spotify, Facebook, Twitter, everything. Very good. Well, let's check out some Liam Horn right now. This is the new single. It is all on me, and it is Chris Aker Presents. Thanks for joining me, Liam. Of course. My girl wanna know If I got a chick side chicken toe Losing all control I live 
AudioBase Studios is your one-stop shop for all your recording needs. Whether you're a musical artist, podcaster, want to record an audiobook, or have any other audio or video needs, they can all be met at AudioBase Studios. Recording is available 24-7 to accommodate your time requirements. AudioBase Studios is conveniently located at 605 Clegg Parkway in Bay Village, Ohio. Visit us online at www.audiobasestudios.com or call us today at 440-539-1150.